All right. What is up, everybody? Welcome. So this week on Planet Internet, I am your guest host, Natasha, and I'm joined this week by uh, Hacker Noon's brand executive, Kian, and your regular host, Amy Hi, Tan. I'm here. I'm Kian. Everybody's here. Everybody's here. Gang's all here. It's going to be a vibe. I wanted to ask you both how you're doing, considering Kian is basically here against his will, just recording this podcast (laughs) completely against his own personal wishes. And Amy, I believe, just woke up right now. Rolled out of bed literally less than 10 minutes ago. And it is going to be great. Okay, let me preface this a little bit. I got my vaccine last week, so I've been sleeping mad hard. (laughs) Since then, I think I've just been, yeah, it swiped me out. I'm, now, which I'm one going did you like get? 12 hours a night every night. Yeah. Which one did you get? Pfizer. Pfizer, pretty much pretty light for Pfizer and Moderna. Am mm-hmm. I correct? In, um, yeah. They're Johnson and Johnson, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's what I've heard too. But I've heard that this is my second dose and I've heard that it hits people harder. And I didn't experience any like flu symptoms or anything. Just real tired. Okay, so just so I know, yeah, I'm, I'm also expecting my second shot in a few weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Prepare so, for some uh, long napping. Yeah. <laughs> That's I, all I, I got. <laughs> I do Thank not you, science. That. Yeah. that sounds like a uh, dream to me. Yeah. I'm, right, I'm all for it. I am pro-napping, so mm-hmm. I, I say thank you, science, for the nap yeah. time. <laughs> Is it Pfizer? Is it me? I don't know. <laughs> Are we going to question it or should we just take a nap? So, all right. So you need to enable screen sharing, I think, so that Ah, we can uh, get to the headlines of the day. How things, all right, how things are doing on the Hacker Noon homepage. Things are looking pretty green, pretty good. We've got headlines about the 10 best PSP games of all time. Ranked by sales. Sounds like an interesting read. Ted Lasso's leadership lessons made me a successful leader, says John. Homepage of Hacker Noon. Read it there. Get it all there today. Programming stories. Apparently, HTML and CSS needs help. Uh, A cry for help story from Marcos Sandrini. How to get started with full stack app development. Also a hot topic. You can learn it all. Hacker Noon. We have space robots called Spacebark. Apparently a robot that can walk in space. Exciting stuff. Some AI stuff, smart trains, the usual. And then boom, startups of the year. Obviously, we're going to open with that. Very exciting. Let's talk about a behind the scenes launch week look, story time. How did it go for both of you? For that, for our listeners, the context is this week, Hackanoon launched Startups of the Year, which is a brand new awards program designed to recognize startup founders and businesses all over the world, literally in every city in the world that has a population of over 100,000, I believe. And it was a lot of work, but it's looking great. The initial feedback on the campaign has been positive. So yeah, Kian, let's kick it off uh, with you. You wrote this post uh, on launch day, which was Monday. How has your startups experience been from behind the scenes? 
Yeah, I did. It was really fun. I'm getting every, everything prepared for startups. I'm going to let Natasha and Amy touch base on the content of startups. I will be talking about the design and the whole visual of the awards. I'm really glad that we decided to go with this color theme with the two shades of, I won't say green, I will say two shades of mint and green or mint. So I don't know, it's a storm idea. I love it. I, and then I just pick it up and I go crazy with uh, the whole promotion video. FYI, it's already on YouTube at Hackanoon. Uh, I'm sorry, at YouTube slash Hackanoon uh, slash channel slash Hackanoon. You guys make sure you check it out. Yeah, it's a whole different thing for me. I've tried different styles, different effects, and it's really cool. It talks about just basically what startups at what the awards will be about. And it's basically just to promote and to celebrate all these startups in the world that have survived throughout the pandemic, throughout 2021. And just to show that we really appreciate them there and there. Yeah. And I think that's it for my part. Do I, what else do I need to talk about? <laughs> uh, uh, I, I, I want to second your choice of design. Uh, the color here, we've gone with the duotone, which is something that is... Mint and dark mint. <laughs> mint and dark mint. Just light to dark mint to feel... Um, it's been a really good design journey for Hackanoon this year. We launched new brand guidelines and now we have startups, which kind of really, I feel is off the new color direction because as our diehard listeners might know, Terminal Green has always been our kind of only accent color. And uh, while it's great, a lot of people do indeed say that it sometimes hurts their eyes. So we're exploring some, you know, alternatives while still keeping that bright and uh, green influenced color palette. And I think Kian's done an amazing job of that. Amy, how has your been? How has your been? How has your experience of startups been? How has it been working on the pod side, podcast side of things? Losing yeah. Yes, my role in launching startups of the year has more so been in the podcast and content side. So... I have launched a startup summer series that is going swimmingly. Yesterday, we launched the podcast with David and Storm, where he talks about how he started Hacker Noon. And I actually learned a lot of stuff because I didn't know necessarily the whole backstory of everything and how it got started. So it was nice to get like the breakdown of the timeline on how he started it, why he started it the logistical things, how he raised the money, that kind of stuff. So that was fun. And then for the rest of the summer, I've got planned a bunch of different founders and CEOs that I'm interviewing, and they've all been nominated for the startup of the year. And it's very exciting. The content is going very well because I am getting into the nitty gritty of who it, like how they got started and I feel like you don't really get that founder story a lot from these startups that maybe aren't as well known in smaller cities or haven't gotten the recognition yet which is really what the whole purpose of the campaign is about like recognizing startups that haven't been able to get that recognition in the past necessarily so yeah exciting super exciting stuff uh, I think that if everybody could visit startups.hackernoon.com, that would be great. Vote up your favorite startups. We've got basically every city covered. And if we haven't covered your startup, then you can simply 
click on your city and scroll down to the bottom of the page and hit suggest a startup. All of those those submissions will be reviewed by Hackernoon's editorial team, but anybody can get their startups in the running. And thanks to our sponsors, we are very lucky to have Blockster, Brex, and Bybit, and many more offering great prizes this year. Do get in the running. We've got 37,961 startups and counting. So staying with the startup theme, I thought we'd move to some funding news from this week. I've got the term sheet newsletter open here. This is a great newsletter by Fortune, and it's written by Lucinda Shen, who covers all daily funding deals. So I think that what I wanted to bring attention to and give a shout out to was Yoko, which is a South African payments and software company that raised 83 million in Series C funding. Dragoneer Investment Group led the round and was joined by investors including Briar Capital, Hof Capital, and the Raba Partnership, etc. Yoko is an online payments app basically for small businesses. It allows people to accept online payments anywhere, both in, in a physical sense and on their websites. Just today, I paid uh, my Yoko membership to my studio back in South Africa, my online studio using Yoko from here in Amsterdam. So yeah, they're a really great startup and I'm so glad to hear that they're doing so well. Let's play a fun game. Why don't we scroll through this newsletter? And it's not always clear in the term sheet newsletter what each startup does. So Amy Key and I'm going to ask you to stop me when you see something that interests you and we're going to try and guess what that startup does before we actually oh find out. So choose a non-obvious oh. one. Let's do this. Okay. Thank okay. God I did not. I'm not a big research person. So I think <laughs> it's perfect for me. Perfect. Oh, Ooh, what's Pendo? Algolia. I'm going to guess they have something to do with software development. And, wait, no, I'm sorry. That sounds familiar to me. Shh, Amy. We've used the the software before. Okay, I feel like they are a software development. They support, I don't know, like they support website building with different developing language. (laughs) So am I right? Am I correct? This is such a fantastic moment. So Algolia is actually the software that powers the search function on Hacker Noon's own website. I know this. Wow, I did not know that. That is why you've heard (laughs) this before. Introduced by Storm. Oh, look at that. They've put a banner on the top of their website. We are now valued at 2.25 billion. Yeah, they offer flexible search and discovery hosted APIs and enable developers to build next generation apps with APIs that de- deliver relevant content in milliseconds. Shall we test that theory on Hackernoon's website? Give me something to search for. Yeah. Pet tech. <laughs> pet tech? Wow, yeah. all right. I'm hitting search on pet tech. I expect to see some cats or kittens. Oh. First, cats. <laughs> Yay! Indeed, the first search result, thanks to Algolia, is the rise in pet tech, GPS tracking, smart harnesses, and more. With two cats looking at a laptop. It's like a cute I story. literally published that middle article about AI-powered software in pet tech five months ago, and I still remember it. Nice Why dogs. <laughs> I did not know. We had 21 stories on Hackanoon about pet tech. This is a whole new niche I'd like to This is my favorite subcategory. (laughs) Well done. So you search this when you're looking for stories to publish. Hot tip, get published faster. Submit a story about pet Pet tech. tech. 
Yeah. This is Amy my is, favorite. Gonna, Listen, yeah. that article Amy, will get will picked up you, in the queue so fast. <laughs> uh, Amy will give you like a like a, an approval chip like this. So you get a dog in that future featured image. Wow. I'm done. Okay, I feel one password, Canadian password management provider, 100 million funding. I've used one pa password and I think it's amazing. And I keeping track of my passwords across different websites and social media accounts and bank accounts. So I know, yeah, it's good. We should have them startups at Hacker Noon if they are, are not already on there. Yeah, I agree. We recently had this problem of password management at Hacker Noon and we haven't quite solved it, but I think one password was mentioned by more than one of our product team devs as a preferred solution. So good for them. Raised a hundred million in funding Canadian. led by ASL Canadian. Love I did that. not know one post one password was Canadian. I'm interested to see this that <laughs> Happy Fresh, which is very funny because there's a company called HelloFresh mm -hmm. here in the Netherlands and I believe in the States. Yeah. They and Canada, yeah. You guys mm -hmm. have got HelloFresh. We do. Do you use them? No. But I'm getting <laughs> the promo codes 24-7. <laughs> yeah, they've got great marketing. Yeah. Yeah, like I would expect I'm a big pro for going to the grocery and pick out food and grocery stuff by myself. But I do not expect my parents to love on-demand grocery up. And so mm -hmm. like there's a bunch in Vietnam and they've been using them way more often than I do. Uh, I know, I don't know. You must be picking it up. That's interesting. I didn't know that was a big market segment. As you say, I wouldn't have expected that. Mm. Yeah, but yeah. Interesting. Yeah, cool concept. I just, yeah. I don't know. There's something about picking fish. Do you have the skill to look at a fish uh -huh. and does it look fresh to you? Or because I don't really trust someone to do that, you know. Yeah, uh, what are these motorbike drivers doing? Right? Just right. grabbing the first one on the pile, throwing it in the bag. <laughs> right. Yeah. So. I don't know. That's true. Yeah, about grocery shopping. I think that's an interesting point and definitely not something I would consider. I am of the segment that will pay a premium for the privilege of not having to pick out the, the best fish because I'm such a perfectionist. Oh. I think the pressure, I can't take it. I'm just like, no, I don't know if it's the oh. best fish. I can't take it. I want somebody to do it for me and I will pay for that privilege. Absolutely. I use HelloFresh. Right. No, I don't like it because I like the grocery store experience like Kian. But yes. it's not to me, it's not about picking what? out the best option. It's about looking at all of the options. It's, it's about looking at 50 different kinds of sauces. I'll do that right. all day. Yeah. It's the feeling of being of walking in between aisles yes. and admire all the brands and I need to look at every item. Yeah. That's, that's so fun. <laughs> Okay. All right. Different strokes for different folks. And while we're on the subject of startups and funding, which by the way, this whole podcast is about startups. So spoiler alert. I wanted to talk about this interesting story that I published today, in fact, on Hacker Noon called How to Validate Your Startup Idea Using Delta Four. How to validate your startup idea using Delta Four wealth creation theory. Got it. Nailed it. Thank Got you. It. Delta 4 is a theory and we're going to work through this together because I don't fully understand it yet. But it was basically apparently coined uh, by somebody on LinkedIn, as all the best ideas these days apparently Naturally. are. Naturally, by Kunal Shah, the founder of Cred App and the former founder of Free Charge, which was acquired by Snapdeal for $450 million. 
and it can be used as a framework for evaluating ideas, particularly startup ideas. And basically, it is based on efficiency scoring. And I really liked uh, this line. Since human beings are always hacking evolution, right? That's what we do as a species, or that's what all species do, arguably. All the things that are inefficient, we leave in the past, and all the things that are efficient, we take to the future for our survival. If we think about business that way, it's the same principle as the most efficient businesses will survive, much like the most efficient species will survive. Mm -hmm. And he is arguing in this article that you can give things an efficiency score. And obviously that is the complicated part. But what I liked about the idea is that the traits of highly efficient business ideas are things like once a user has started doing something that way, it's so efficient for them that it's impossible for them to go back to the old way. So the first trait of a really efficient business idea is that it makes an irreversible change in the behavior of the consumer. So for example, once you've booked a flight or train ticket online, you'll never go back to the airport to buy one. Like something like that is an example, obviously. And then things like the universal bragworthy position is things like Truecaller. An example of the universal bragworthy position is the app Truecaller, which I didn't know spent zero money on marketing and advertising. They completely spread just by being a really useful app. Everyone said, here's how you stop spam calls, download Truecaller, and they are a highly valued company now. Do you use that app or a variation of Truecaller to block spam? Do you get a lot of spam in Canada or Vietnam? I've never even heard of it, to be honest. Oh, really? It's a great app. <laughs> yeah. Spam calling is definitely a thing in Canada, for sure. I think some of my other friends get it more than I do. I'm on this, like, very strange, like, dink mobile like nobody knows whatever it's like a 15 dollars phone plan so i almost never answer my phone that's why i don't have true caller because i don't answer yeah. calls as it's a for general emergencies rule. only yeah yeah i realized the other day that the phone app on my phone is definitely one of the least used apps right on there and yeah, it just sure. it's an app on my phone but it's one of the least used i realize it's really a misnomer to be calling that thing a phone so i, well, I, I guess think, too, if i call someone now i call them over wi-fi of some, exactly. some app. like i never call with my cell service <laughs> because why would you spend like money on like extra money on phone calls and texts when you can do it exactly Wi-Fi? yeah you're, you're well, already actually, data and also mm-hmm. When I came back from backpacking, I spent the first six months in Canada without a phone plan at all, like nothing. So I would go out, leave my house, leave the Wi-Fi zone, couldn't reach me, absolutely, in the, in the dark. And I loved it. It was beautiful. Yeah. If uh, There's always the, the Wi-Fi portable, I don't know, yeah, the thing. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It, that sounds like a great startup idea five years ago. You can literally go anywhere and you still have Wi-Fi. But I don't know, like the downside of it, you have to have an, a SIM card inside that Wi-Fi portable thingy. So in in, in some way, you're still paying for data and yeah. uh, phone, a SIM card. Yeah. So that's something. The last uh, and final trait of a Delta 
therefore highly efficient and therefore highly profitable business idea is that it will have a high tolerance level. So even when the product is down for an hour or two, people will still return to it. It's not, they're not going to immediately be like, this website doesn't work, I'm leaving. I think a great example of that is almost all of our social media. And the example used in this article is Uber. Can you guys think of any other examples of high tolerance products that you don't mind if it's down, you'll definitely use it again Mm -hmm. and more? Probably like a new site, right? (laughs) Hacker noun. Like a a new site of some sort. Or I, I feel like high tolerance also could mean like, credibility if you've got that long-term standing then i would be more likely to come back if you fucked up absolutely yeah so those are the traits of a delta four they make irreversible changes in behavior they have a universal brag worthy position or high word of mouth the true caller example and then the high tolerance like you're going to come back even if it's down the exceptions however are of affordability so if it's efficient and addictive and resilient but it's not affordable you will not unlock wealth with that startup idea if the supporting ecosystem is not present in the market, then you that also will not work. So I think crypto adoption is a good example of that. That's taken a long time for the supporting infrastructure to be widely accessible enough through user-friendly apps for people to manage wallets, etc. And then if there is a huge learning curve, I think a great example is Hacker You recently launched a new editor and there wasn't too much of a learning curve to to use that. We we didn't receive a lot of feedback that using the markdown version was hard to learn. And as a result, our story submissions seem to have been increasing lately, which is very exciting. I don't know if that's correlation or causation. I like to think that more people are writing in the new editor. Correlation, correlation. But yeah, yeah. so this... <laughs> Yeah, Kian, sorry, what did you want to say? The author Kunal Shah also mentioned something further down in the article about it, it relates to the, the effort to learn point. It mentions operate operating system. And I couldn't help myself um, but to think about the very two rivals, the iOS and the Android. It mentioned how people just refused or to learn to, to learn in to how to use on a new operating system because of the difficulties of the differences. And yeah, I just think like if people are using iOS, they will just keep using. I'm not talking about the, the tech experts or the um, big tech nerds like me, just the normal, normal person with daily usage, like average usage. They will just stick to the current operating system that they're using. An iPhone user will only still be an iPhone user and the and also Android, the Android. And I don't know, I think the iPhone, I don't know, like I'm a big sheep. So I, I think the iPhone, it's taking an advantage here is because um, I don't know of, the, of how clean and how easy, how easy to operate on their operating system. It, it just so it, it makes the whole experience a lot cleaner and so much faster than Android. <laughs> And so, of course, uh, of course right Ken comes on the podcast and somehow talks about Apple. Yeah, every <laughs> time I, I go here and I can't help it. But that's what I, that's Wait, what how I do we start it. talking about Apple's UI? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what yeah. I feel like a total boomer. Really, I feel like 
a complete, I feel like David, actually our CEO, David Smook, I feel like David trying to learn new technology every time I pick up my boyfriend's phone. And I'm just oh. like, how do I make it open? What is it? I don't understand. It's so hard to use. <laughs> it's really just compared to Apple, a disgusting sort of no. insult to yeah. design and <laughs> and user friendliness, I feel personally. That's just my really soft it. opinion on that. I have some really just moderated <laughs> opinions. So we'll move on before that gets too heated. <laughs> The last startup story we have for today is let's talk about startup structure. Another story that I published freshly today from Lomit Patel. And essentially, he talks about different options and their pros and cons for startup structure, running through hierarchy, matrix, uh, horizontal, network, goes through all the details, divisional structure, line structure. I don't know what all of these are entirely. I have not experienced them firsthand personally myself, but I thought it would be an interesting story to talk about specifically because Hakanoon is a very interesting example of structure and, and how that can apply and work and sometimes not work in a startup. So yeah, what are your thoughts on structure and startups and team wellness and cohesion from a structural perspective hmm. wait yeah, okay I've, wait i have a question <laughs> have you worked at a different startup natasha yes yeah i think let's say two or three startups before hacking okay yeah, oh you're you. you're a startup gra- gal veteran yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, it's Hacker News is the first startup that I've ever worked at. So tell me our structure is I think we've got what, like 12 full time employees now, all worldwide. And we have maybe another 20 ish part time employees who work on different things, again, all worldwide. Is that normal? <laughs> no, not at all. I've only worked for one startup that was remote, first of all, before. Mm. So. I think that's obviously more common now post global panini, but I've only worked for one before and that was half remote and half not remote. And that really didn't work trying to force both worlds into one because the people who are in office always somehow end up clashing with the people who aren't in office and it just really doesn't work. And other than that, I've always only been on site and in a hierarchical structure with startups before. I've never experienced Hackanoons very flat and now only recently introducing some kind of structure into the company, but still not enough structure to take away any kind of self-driven leadership or self-driven projects. So I would still describe Hackanoon as fairly horizontal, even though we do have mm-hmm. an additional layer of kind of responsibility now. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like the way that we structure it too, just in terms of like culture, is that like it's flat. It doesn't feel like yeah. hierarchical at all. Yeah. Yeah, but I would um, also add up a, a little bit of high hier- hierarchical structure, so it's a little bit of both with the horizontal structure a little bit more. Because at the end of the day, we still do uh, report our work to the CEO and the CEO. I would say a little bit of combination of both, but yeah. It's uh, summarized nicely in this line about also known as flat structure. The horizontal organization is perhaps best known for eliminating many, if not all, middle management positions. 
Small companies and startups love this option because it empowers employees to make quick decisions, but it requires you to have a well-trained workforce that you can trust to make quick decisions. That's a pretty accurate summary is you got to keep people informed and have people you can trust to make those yeah. calls to pull off what we're pulling off. In other words, just very humbly bragging about how much we achieve with our flat structure. <laughs> and do you think that if you were, if you came to Hack Noon and there was a lot more hierarchy, in other words, you received direct directives from your VPs, for example, every day of this is what you need to achieve. Do you think that would work for you? Do you think that you would sometimes enjoy that and just be like, oh, good, I don't have to think for myself today? <laughs> I don't think I would have known any differently, to be honest. <laughs> Not that I've worked for extreme mic- micromanagers. I think you're describing like quite an extreme, but like, I just can't, I came from a corporate world. I don't think I would have known any differently per se. This is like something that is from a dream to me, like the lawlessness or like the wild west of the startup, like anything goes, whatever. This is my dream because I just really, I don't feel like I'm meant for a corporate role like in an office and dress slacks and stuff like that it's that's not really me would i have been happy probably (laughs) am i happier now definitely (laughs) (laughs) nice yeah for me i don't think hierarchical structures should be that big of a deal i think i prefer to look at how the the style for each for the manager and for the employee like how do they match do they are they compatible with each other? I think that's more important. If they are, if we're comfortable with working together, then yeah, I'm like, I'm okay. I'm, I'm all good. Throw in any structure. I can still work with you. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. They always say that people don't leave companies. They leave managers. So it is very much a personality fit thing as well. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Speaking of great personalities and even better managers and leaders, happy birthday, Lingdao Smart. Happy birthday. I don't know, like one of the reasons like I want I so wanted Ling to be on here just so we can say happy birthday to her. Yes, and embarrass her with stories of how great she is as a C and yeah. as it says here on her Hackanoon profile, Hackanoon Mama in Chief, but also a real mom to Nora. And Ling, we love you so much. We love working for you. You are so much fun and so funny and so great to work with. I think that it's very important to take the time to acknowledge that we don't take a lot of time. I would say enough time at Hackanoon to really compliment each other and say, hey, you're doing an excellent job and you're a treat to be around. And thanks for that. Yeah, Ling, happy birthday from everybody at Hackanoon. If you follow Ling on Instagram, which you should because she has fire on Instagram, then go ahead and wish her a happy birthday. Otherwise, catch Hackanoon on Instagram and you can wish her via that channel. And she's also on Twitter. So she's also on Twitter. I don't think she loves Twitter. I think she's like a bit of a lurker on Twitter sometimes. Yeah. So maybe. But if you tweet her, she'll definitely see it and appreciate it. (laughs) Got those notifications turned all the way up, always just on it. Just really on point. Any other wise words or uh, words for Lang of happy birthdayness before we sign off for today? Happy birthday, Lang. Thank you for being a great amazing beautiful boss and i just feel like ling is such a good boss too because she's like 
very down to earth and approachable. I don't feel like, again, it's like the hierarchical structure, right? I don't feel like I have to be afraid of her or intimidated by her or like, um, scared that she's going to be mad at me for something or I feel like I could approach her with anything literally anything excellent excellent boss I heard all millennial yeah millennial gen z managers just be taking notes just like yeah. this is what we need approachability yeah. authenticity down to earth just a real human vanity <laughs> also like she pushes people to do work like not in a rushy way, but like she gives people the exact push that they when they need to get work done, when they need to get a new idea. She'll be there to just like, hey, you got it. Like that idea is amazing. Just go for it. And yeah, that kind of fits the mama chief position of the team. Amen. Yeah. I love yeah. working in a family yeah. operation. I know. Isn't that the best? It's really great. It makes things really human. I think that's part of the magic. Is I'm a Dow too. Yeah. All right. Before we get too emotional, we'll we'll sign off. And everybody, thank you for listening. That's it from us at the Hackanoon Podcast for today. Cheers. Bye. Bye.